and welcome to Big Jobs Small Children. My name's Mark McCartney. So we are continuing with our experts and today I'm really excited to introduce Jessica who's a coaching psychologist and an author of a fantastic book called Mother's Work, How to Get a Grip on Guilt and Make a Smooth Return to Work. Jessica, I wanted you on this program for a while. Thank you for joining us today. As you know, we are trying to help very, very busy working dads who are in senior leadership positions. Whenever we bring an expert onto the show, we have three questions and we gently explore those together. And hopefully by the end of our time together, there'll be one top tip that you can share with the working dads listening to this that would be most useful for them to take. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you. Oh, Mark, thank you for having me. And that's a really lovely introduction. And I should perhaps add for context to our listeners that I'm also the founder of a business called the Talent Keeper Specialists. And our work is all about helping employers to keep employees feeling confident, connected and cared for when they take extended leave from work. So that might be shared parental leave, adoption, maternity, sabbatical. And it's a real, real pleasure to be here talking to you about fatherhood, because I think that men being active at home is the key to facilitating women's careers. And I think fathers want it too. So real pleasure to be here. And I think and I hope as a result of the crisis we are we are going through and hopefully coming out of, there is an opportunity to reimagine how work gets done, where it gets done, what kind of cultures we need. So let's plough into the first question. So what do you think organisations can do to encourage working dads to share workloads at home particularly? Because we could probably both acknowledge that this is a challenge many working dads are still able to focus on work and many of them do want to be doing more at home to enable uh, also their partners or more female leaders in organisations, which would be good for all of us. Yeah, well, I will just start with the professional piece about sharing professional workload. And I think that there needs to be some recognition of the big life event that new fatherhood is. And line managers need to proactively look at ways to lighten the burden for new fathers, especially for the first three months, and not to rely on men putting their hand up and saying that they can't hack it or they need some of the burden lifting from them. And I think with regard to sharing the domestic load, then really you know, senior leadership modelling from the top, being vocal about how they share the load with their spouse or partner so that they make it okay for other men to do it too. And and I think that it's great when organisations can engage coaching support for new fathers, irrespective of whether the fathers are taking shared parental leave or not, because this is a big life transition that brings with it a period of adjustment, trying out different behaviours. And I think that 
coaching is a place to discuss changes, um, how to adapt, to think through priorities and to create a plan for the way ahead. And I know that's something that some of our clients are starting to do. So in the beginning, I talked about doing working with people who are taking long leave, but actually we're doing more work with fathers who, who aren't taking long leave, share parental leave, but just coaching to support them in that big life transition. Yeah, and I suppose during this current crisis, we're all, as I mentioned earlier, reimagining what 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 do organisations need to do to create the culture whereby working dads in senior positions do feel that they can put their hand up and say, well, actually, I'm leaving the office or I'm leaving this Zoom call early because I need to do some homeschooling or whatever else it might be, where that becomes the norm. I think we're in that kind of neutral stage of that, Jessica. I'd be interested to know what you think, where we are in terms of that um, maturity towards much, much better cultures, much more inclusive cultures. Yes, I agree. And I would be very surprised if any organisation goes back to working fully in the office or expects people to be fully back in the office. I think this has been a giant experiment, Mark, where people have seen it's possible to weave work and home together um, in, a, in a different way my question would be how do we stop people from feeling that they are living at work rather than working from home because I think people have been doing much more work yeah um, part of that has possibly been because there haven't been a lot of other things to go and do and as the world opens up then maybe that will change but thinking about this question more widely about, you know, what culture is required to enable working dads in leadership positions to thrive? I think there are probably four things. I think we need an open culture where people feel comfortable and are happy to talk about themselves and to show interest in their colleagues beyond a task focused, you know, an interest in the whole person. We need a caring culture that is concerned for people's welfare. And this, you know, builds from the first point, because logically it would be difficult to show care for someone if we didn't know what was happening in their life beyond work. And thirdly, I think we need a culture where people feel that they belong, because when we feel like we belong, you know, we're, we're in it for the long haul. And so... If we need to make adjustments to our work, to step back for a little bit and focus on things at home, we're not feeling under lots and lots of pressure to perform because we belong, we're part of this and people know that I'm going to make a contribution, but at this point in my life, I need to devote a little bit more attention elsewhere. And then finally, to to, bring it full circle, talking about working from home, I think we need a trusting output focused culture where people are encouraged to get the work done in a way that works for them, which, you know, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you haven't been for your run yet. So that says to me that you are going to go for a run and you're going for a run in the traditional hours of a working day. And why ever not? Because it shouldn't be about your bottom sits on a chair from 8.30 till, say, 6. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Human beings yeah. are not made to sit and focus for that long. So, you know, let's let's focus on output, folks. See, those two words, human beings, is fascinating because... So many organisations that you and I work with, they talk about well-being, they provide yoga classes and all sorts of other benefits. But often it's what we really want is permission to spend time with our family and not feel guilty about that. And 
for working dads, I think they're just beginning to get into that zone now and realizing that if things are going well at home, things are going well at work. Yes, absolutely. It's foundational. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely foundational. You need to have things sorted at home because otherwise it's a it's a very big distraction. And as Timothy Galway, the performance coach, he wrote the books, um, The Inner Game of Golf. Oh, I love those. Tennis. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Well, he talks about performance is equal to potential minus interference. Yeah. And a father who is concerned about not being able to um, participate in meetings in their child's school or um, marital issues or whatever it might be because they feel that they have got to give themselves fully and completely to work. That's all interference, Mark. So mm. it, it, it bites the employer on the bottom whatever way because you, you, you can't have these things sitting in your mind and do your very best professionally. So how do you think we can help organisations to... Because I think a lot of people really do want change in organisations and recognise that it's going to create much more healthy organisations where innovation can take place, much more creative organisations by being more humanistic. What, what can we do, do you think, to help HR directors and organisations to, to make change? Mm, okay, so if we're thinking about trusted advisors and coaches and influencers who chief people officers listen to, then three things spring to mind. And I think the first thing is that we can signpost stories of organisations who are perhaps enhancing shared parental leave, for example, to our clients. Yeah. So Aviva, PwC, uh, Volvo, you know, Volvo is one of the latest. So they've got something called the family bond policy. Mm -hmm. And this is where they will pay 80% of pay for 24 weeks within the first three years of a child's life. Mm, and that's for both sexes. Yeah. So we can, we can signpost the good stuff that other organisations are doing. So that's social learning, yeah. that's normalising um, organisations doing these things. I think the second thing we can do is we can encourage the employers we work with to ask men to tell them when they are expecting a child. Mm -hmm. And I started a campaign a couple of years ago that I called the Dad Be One campaign. And this was about how when women are pregnant, they get a form from their midwife called the Matt Be One form that they hand to an yeah. employer. And I essentially said, look, imagine if we had a Dad Be One form that an yeah, ex father had to hand to the employer. This would trigger all sorts of conversations. Um, and then thirdly, I think we can respectfully point out practices that our clients may be doing that could be inadvertently hampering female careers or if we phrase yeah. that more positively we could make suggestions as to how they could equalize the playing field so things like um, if there is a problem around um, women getting interviewed or or making shortlists or getting the jobs we could take um, names off yeah. of CVs, for example, and we talk about that. We've got a podcast, uh, our, our old podcast, Talent Keeping. We had an episode on that um, where we talk about the Spectator magazine where they mm -hmm. do blind uh, CVs. And we could, they could do things like state that they're open to flexible working on job adverts, including mm -hmm. a, a range on job adverts saying sort of this is a 28 to 35 hour a week job so things like that so you know coaches are going in and out of different organizations not literally yeah. at the moment uh, because we're often working from home but we can gently and respectfully share good practices that we pick up and say oh you know zones over here is doing this this might work or have you thought about that so i think that those are some of the things that we can do mark 
Brilliant. And, and it strikes me that what we're doing is setting out a really compelling business case for change and helping to equip HR directors with the, the stories and the information and the knowledge that they, that they need. Now, most of the people listening to this, most of the working dads who are in senior positions listening to this are listening to it on Friday at four. And we always like to finish with one practical action they can take after listening to the podcast. So Jessica, to put you on the spot, what would you say, what's the one thing you would most recommend? I'd like you to talk about your home life at work because Mm -hmm. I'd like you to normalize the idea of fathers being active in their children's lives I'd like you to talk about perhaps you're going to finish now at four o'clock because you have to go and collect your child from drama club after school or something and perhaps not just on a Friday afternoon but perhaps you talk about your life beyond work in the middle of the week as well because then what you're doing is you're you're not talking about kids has just been a weekend thing this is an ever-present part of your life and you set set a really good way ahead for the more junior younger males in your organization to see that you can be an active father and a consummate professional who delivers at work fantastic i love it it's simple it's straightforward it's powerful it's authentic and it's something that all of you listening to this podcast right now you know let's say it's around four o'clock on a friday you can go you can you can talk to other colleagues about what you're doing at the weekend So this is a really, really useful practical tip. Jessica, I really appreciate your time. Brilliant insights, lots to think about. We definitely have to get you on here again. So thank you. This has been Big Job, Small Children. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mark.